Well, look at us overachieving Thanksgiving week. It's week 12 of the NFL. Davo and my boy. Sharpshooting Killian White. <laughs> Along for a bonus episode of the Casey Press Box. Originally, we were just going to do uh, two TikTok videos only with locks of the week this week. One for Thursday and one for the Sunday slate. We decided, yeah, we'll still do the TikTok videos, but we're going to do a show as well. We couldn't get enough of you. And uh, it just seemed like it was just too much to talk about where we couldn't just take a week off, Killian. So here we are. We'll get this 30-minute episode started here in one second. Real quick, though, a shout to our good friends, our sponsor at FanDuel Sportsbook, where right now you get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 if your first bet doesn't win with our promo code BOX. So be in the state of Kansas at sign up. Enter that promo code BOX, B-O-X. And yes, once you do that, you're all signed up. Your first bet is no-sweat up to $1,000. You get free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. That's right, and that is no matter what the bet is. We're talking point spreads. We're talking player props, money line, even those anytime touchdowns that we've been doing so well on. Uh, plus, when you get your wins, they'll get in your account right away. You'll get your uh, money back in your account and able to work with in less than a day in most cases. And most uh, cases, less than 10 minutes for me. Right, yeah, and I mean, that's definitely been uh, something that we've had experience with lately. Yeah, and don't forget, too, any sport on FanDuel, too. You want to bet World Cup. You want to do NFL, college football, college basketball, NBA, futures with MLB. You name it, you know, MMA, anything, man, you know, boxing, whatever you want to bet. I don't know. Can you bet on um, croquet on there? Probably not. You should be able to, though. I wouldn't be surprised. My backyard game ought to have lines on it next summer, dude. Sign up with that promo code BOX, B-O-X, for your no-sweat first bet with FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states, first online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. It's Dave O and Killian White's KC Press Box, powered by FanDuel. The KC Press Box, where you get the sports headlines that you care about. Plus, learn to make cold, hard cash with the Sportsbook 101 that teaches you every aspect of sports investing. The lineup is ready. The players are set. And now, let's head to the KC Press With your hosts, Dave O and Killian White. And it's the happy Thanksgiving edition of the KC Press Box. We are glad that you're along for the next 30 minutes or so. I feel like we always go longer than we're meaning to, Killian. So who knows? We could be here for three days. Who really knows how long this show will go? But it's a bonus show. We wanted to give you some meat and potatoes, pun intended, for the Week 12 NFL slate just in time for the holiday. We're going to go over the full Thursday slate, all three of those games. We're going to recap Week 11. Of course, give you a lock of the week for this Thursday. All that and more right here on the KC press box Killian how are you my man I'm doing good man we're just coming off of our uh, Thanksgiving meal here at the station so oh yeah a little drowsy but uh, yeah I do do feel like a nap right now yeah I do feel like a nap but man week 11 was good to us again we are now 37 and 19 on the lock of the week all right 37 wins 19 losses in the lock of the week that's 66 percent after this hit 
Let me say a few things here and tell me what you think of when I say them out loud, okay? All right. I want you to think of a beautiful girl wearing a halter top, but she walks away from you. What do you think of? A tease. Okay, a tease. Yeah, okay. a tease. A, a beautiful girl at the club who won't dance with you wearing leather pants. What do you think of? Yeah, probably a tease. A tease, okay. Yeah. And what about if I say the San Francisco 49ers minus 8.5 and, and the Buffalo Bills minus 7.5? What does that make you think of? That one is definitely a tease. That is definitely a tease. Your week 11. Lock of the week, two-team, six-point teaser. Lock it in on the minus-120 line there on the 49ers and the Buffalo Bills. And let's go! And kill you, man. You deserve some credit, too, my man. Drilling. You didn't call it a lock of the week, but you specifically went out of your way on tape and said the touchdown was going to happen there for the Titans, for the backup running back, that's, Hilliard. That's right, Dontrell Hilliard, man. It was... First <laughs> touchdown of the game, too. I didn't even have to sweat it. It came first, and uh, yeah, no, I was really happy to get that one on uh, record that I called that. But yeah, got it at 750. It went up to uh, plus 1,000 before the game. Uh, scared me a little bit. Thought maybe they knew something that I didn't, but you know, clearly it, it worked out. And, uh, first drive of the game in that Thursday night game. Absolutely. We nailed that game. We Made nailed it. the Titans on the money line there. We, we got a lot, right? Right this week, besides the lock of the week, we told you about Dallas. We told you the Chiefs would win but not cover the spread. If you're not riding with us, I don't know. Well, you you obviously are if you're listening to us right now. So we, we shouldn't so. be talking. Anybody listening, we shouldn't be saying that too. But tell a friend about us. You know, FanDuel Sportsbook, they love giving away money, clearly, from their odds boosts and, yeah. and things that they do on there. It's a great sports book, the only place that we bet. Um, tell a friend, though. Join us here on the KC Press Box. Let's, uh, let's take a little money from them together. Let's chip away, right? Yeah. Well, sorry, FanDuel, our sponsor, but we're taking your money. I mean, I don't know what you want me to say here. I mean, that's the whole point. Yeah, that's what, that's why we, that's why we have this show, so we can take money from FanDuel. I like how you're thinking there. You're like, can you say that? Yeah, I guess you yeah, can say allowed. that. Yeah. I mean, they like giving away money. There's enough people who don't listen to the KC Press Box that aren't winning, I guess, right? People yeah. that listen here win, baby. Anyway, uh, your week seems like it was good. Um, I'm going to need you to say it, though, again, right here on tape. You know what I want you to say. Yeah. Same. All right, Daddy's getting, hot. Daddy's staying hot. Daddy's. Can I get a little more sensuality just one time? I don't know why you want sensuality. I you owe me one. I I hit the hill. Okay, touchdown. I'll give you one if you give me one. Will you Jesus, give me a deep voice? This is though? turning into a weird podcast. Well, my girlfriend's probably listening, <laughs> yeah. and I think she likes hey, it. Hey, Daddy's staying hot. Okay, that's good enough. I'll take it. And uh, sharpshooter is sexy with his picks. How about that? Okay. I, I had a little sensuality. Is that even yeah. a word, sensuality? I mean, I knew what you meant. Yeah, I think it is. Um, so, yeah, this abbreviated bonus show, man. Let's dig in here. Um, I got to talk about uh, bad beats from the week first. Okay. And I didn't really have that bad a one. It was another winning week. I've, I've, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like we're not like taunting anybody, but we're on fire here. We yeah. legitimately are. That's four of the last five weeks we've won. Lock of the week's only lost once the last six weeks. We've only lost twice the entire NFL season on the lock of the week. Mm-hmm. We're, we're nailing bets left and right. Last week, we told you to take Green Bay in the money line against Dallas day one. This week, we told you to take Dallas at Minnesota when nobody else was. We told you... Um, you know the Chiefs would the Chiefs would win the game and not cover the spread to take the Chargers in that one. You know lock of the week. You're nailing touch the first touchdown sort of scores. You're nailing touchdown scores. You're nailing every week. It seems like we're. I, I'm pleased with where the show is. Is what I'm trying to say. And I, and I appreciate the so, pe- so you did have a bad beat or not? Well, yeah, I'm getting to that. Okay. But I'm just saying it's tough to complain. My bad beat was. 
Are you trying to speed us up here? And keep no, us, I just uh, he's trying like, to keep us in our thirty minutes. I no, think. you just said bad beat, and then I started hearing all these good things. I was wondering when it was coming. No, the bad beat would be just for me. I did a same game parlay in that Chiefs game mm. um, the other night, and uh, one, my my same game parlay, all the legs would have hit except that I had Austin Eckler over on uh, twenty nine and a half receiving yards, which I thought was just an absolute lock. And I mean, they didn't even target him until late in the fourth, third fourth, quarter, like two minutes left in the third. I thought, yeah. and then the. I luckily this play would not have put me over because I would have been really pissed. Mm-hmm. The one where he had like a 12 yard gain that got down to the first and goal, they ruled it originally it was a pass and then they changed it to a lateral, so they called it a run. When Fields did that quick hitter to him, the little bubble mm-hmm. on the outside, and he took it for 12, that would have put him, I think, at 27. So it would not have been at 29 and a half, but luckily because I would have been so mad. But they switched it to a rush, so that would have that would have been the ultimate bad beat if I had him the same game parlay and had it taken away later because of a stat correction. Yeah. So did you have any bad beats this week? I mean, that wasn't a horrible no, bad beat. Was, but. I mean, mine was kind of similar. I had a small parlay that had uh, Tony receiving yards and every other leg hit. Of course, that didn't, didn't work out it. so well because he didn't get any. We um, but, I mean, <clears throat> just in, in uh, the spirit of full transparency, we did have one not bad beat, but we got beat bad. Which <laughs> on, one? On the Giants game. That was our big That was that bad. Was our, are being beat bad of the week, but that was one of the only ones. So you know, we'll take it with the wins and uh, not a problem. Yeah, Giants minus three seemed like such an easy play there. Um, and some people will say, "Well, the sharp money was on." And there was no sharp money on Detroit. You're a freaking <laughs> idiot. In that matchup, you're a moron if you thought betting on Detroit was sharp. It worked out though. Yeah, it worked out. But I mean, again, we're also about process here. It's not only results. We talk about our results an awful lot here, but that's why we also do the sportsbook one on one week after week, year after year. At the end of the day, it's looking at yourself in the mirror and making sure you made the right bet. Would you make the same bet again? If the answer is yes, it was the right process. You know what I mean? So we're all about why we choose bets. We try to explain to you why we like games, why we do certain things, certain tricks, certain, you know, again, and and, and there's no absolute rules. We've talked about that. There are things we do try to do and try to avoid, though. So um, anyway, that's the process versus results thing I think is always important to talk about. So let's do a couple uh, recaps here from week 11 before we turn the page and get to our uh, three uh, three game uh, NFL Thanksgiving slate. Let's start real quick here for week 11. The Chiefs essentially sewed up the AFC West um, with their 30-27 to 27 come from behind win at the Chargers, obviously. Mahomes now a minus 150. I think that's what it was on FanDuel Sportsbook earlier, if I, if I remember that right. Favorite yeah, that, to win That's insane that versus MVP. the entire field. He's... Yeah, everybody else is plus 200 or higher. Yeah. And he's at minus 150. I mean, that, that basically is saying as long as he doesn't get hurt, and throw and, and turn into Josh Allen the last three weeks that he's got it sewed right, up pretty yeah. much. So that's incredible. And I think before the I want to say he was like fifth or sixth preseason. Preseason, like, yeah. Yeah, it was like plus seven. Does that sound right? Plus six fifty. Probably. Yeah, there was at least three or four guys above him. By the way, how are the Titans? We always talk about the how they get no respect. How are they still like thirty to one or twenty eight to one to win the Super Bowl still yeah, when they're if six I, and if three? I didn't already have a little bit on that. I probably would put some. That's the same as you got them before the year. And they're six and three with the weakest right. slapdick division yeah. in the NFL. Arguably. Yeah. I mean, they had a rocky start, I guess, which is why they're just getting back to that, I guess. that odds valuation. But yeah, it's still a little much, I think. Yeah, especially getting Burks back and, and Tannehill appears to maybe be healthy. But yeah, Burks good. the defense is good there. Anyway, back to the Chiefs. Sorry. Mahomes, um, MVP, probably got that. He's 20 for 34 in this game with 329 and three, all to Kelsey, by the way. <laughs> Six catches, 115 yards, and three touchdowns. Sky Moore, nice to see him grab five for 63. And Chris Jones, we don't talk enough about Chris Jones, continues to be one of the most dominant defensive players in the entire NFL. Also, one other thing in this game that nobody talked about, 
Um, and I, I did the, I, I successfully give myself credit for the reverse jinx working. I texted another one of our coworkers up here, Steve, mm-hmm. and I said, quote, how many points is Harrison Bucker going to cost us tonight? Then the guy goes out and he's perfect. He's drilling field goals right down the middle, looking like old Harrison Bucker and, you know, nailing touchbacks. I was um, saying he might, he might be a listener the way he, yeah. he responded to your criticism hey, last week. You know, thanks Harrison. But those are the kind of games. <laughs> and again, they, they won by three. What would have happened right. if, if he would have had a week like he'd had the last three weeks where he missed an extra oh, point yeah. and or a field goal, the Chiefs probably lose that game. Yeah. You know, or could have lost the game mm-hmm. very easily. So we talked about that too, how we were concerned about that. It's like when you get to this point of the year, not so much this point because they have some easy games coming up, but when you get to these divisional games and the playoffs, a lot of it does come down to kicking special teams in particular. The Chiefs have not been good on special teams this year, by the oh, way. Yeah. It's been very bad, which is not – that's uncharacteristic for Dave Tobes. It team. is kind of weird, too. It's like several individual facets that make yeah. up special teams, and we've been kind of roughing a lot. I mean, you're muffing punts left and right. You're fielding balls going out of bounds on the three-yard line on kickoffs that would have been at the 40. You're, you're missing kicks. I mean, it's just you're giving up onside kicks, you know, start games. It's all sorts of things have been bad um, with the special teams. But week 11-wise against the Chargers, what were your main takeaways? You know, what were your main – thoughts on this particular game no yeah we look good overall travis continues to be travis uh i mean the big thing not a huge surprise but pacheco had an amazing Mm -hmm. game rushing for well over 100 yards Mm -hmm. i think he kind of showed us what the chiefs can look like with like a sturdy run game i mean we were all over the chargers and a lot of that is just because we were able to throw and run the ball usually it's a little bit more one-dimensional for us and Uh i mean mahomes has kind of been our best rusher this year and, Sadly, yeah, and to see Pacheco take over was really exciting. The defense looked pretty good overall. I mean, yeah, we, the Chargers always play us close. There's things we could have done better, but overall, super happy with the way that one went. Um, and then, yeah, to go into the rest of the takeaways, uh, kind of crazy to think, but besides the uh, Chiefs, the AFC West is actually shaping up to be one of the worst divisions in the right NFL, up there. Yeah, with the is, AFC South, which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, the AFC South is rough too. That's why I didn't say the worst, but. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, this was supposed to be the premier conference this year in football. That's like, and that's we, the AFC East. Right. And then we talked about last week. I mean, it was supposed to be the, uh, the Broncos and the Raiders on Sunday night and that got moved because yeah. it was going to be such a bad game and great call. <laughs> Moving yeah. Back. Nice. Thank that you. That was one of those that, thank like, you God. L- literally like someone had to win because no one Melvin wanted, Gordon no one fumbling on the one yard. <laughs> yeah. I love his story that you showed me. Check out Melvin Gordon's Instagram story. If you're listening to this right now, it's amazing. Yeah. He might've uh, Photoshopped himself into a certain white Bronco. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, and then, I mean, I guess these takeaways are all AFC West because, I mean, R- Russell Wilson is done. I don't know what they're doing. Completely there's, done. There's so much money tied up in him and Nathaniel Hackett that they put at the beginning of this year. And at the end of the year, it's going to be bad. They're either going to have to. One or the other is gone. They can't get rid yeah. of Russ, though. It's too expensive. That's what I'm saying. They're going to have to hunker down and eat it, unfortunately. And that's going to be some rough years coming for the Broncos. I don't think that Russell magically turns it around next year. My guess is he's the full starter next year, then they draft somebody the year after next, and he competes for the job his third year, and they find a way out of it after three years. Yeah, I can see that. Bring Drew Locke back and let him be the quarterback. But, <laughs> Bring in Geno Smith. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, Make sure you we, give up all your draft capital to get him and give yeah. up all your uh, all your payroll, too, all Absolutely. your cap space. Yeah. but uh, So we, we were actually just watching a video outside. Um, Russell Wilson has seven touchdowns on the year. That's Yeah, and he has 12 atrocious. bathrooms in his- has, yeah, there's a guy on uh, Twitter or sorry on TikTok. Check him out while you're looking up the Casey Press box, uh, and he makes a video each week tracking um, Russell Wilson's passing touchdowns on the season. How They're, embarrassing is that? In week twelve, oh, you have seven touchdowns. Well, he, he's got so it's versus uh, bathrooms in his house, and he's got twelve. So that's pathetic. It's looking like he might not even bathrooms might win the season. This, this is supposed to be it's like a four odds. or five week series. I bet he has right at twelve. Season. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, barring any injuries. But, yeah, I mean, I think that's all three for me. But, yeah, Russell Wilson looking terrible. Nothing new, but geez. My three would be that Tennessee is actually just pretty good. I mean, they play in a weak division. We knew before the year this team was going to be good. And I I wish I would have hopped on with you on the Titans win the Super Bowl, although I guess I still can because it's the same. Right. I think I got a 550 and you got a five or something like that. Yeah. I mean, Tennessee is, I mean, they're they're ugly good, right? Um, they, They don't win. It's not pretty on the eyes, like watching Mahomes throw the ball and the Chiefs getting, you know, like they they're ugly. They ground and pound. They're dirty on defense. They tackle you. They get away with a lot of penalties. They get called on a decent amount of penalties. That's how they win, though. They're tough. They 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 embody Mike Vrabel, their head coach. Um, they get just enough out of the quarterback. I think Traylon Burks is going to end up being a pretty solid fantasy pickup slash somebody you can rely on to start at the very least in your flex down the stretch. They have a cake schedule. Um, I think they're also outside chance in play for the one seed is weird. That, that, that would take the Chiefs losing two games because the Chiefs do have a one-game lead plus the head-to-head, so essentially a two-game lead. But they're at least, because of their schedule, you know, especially if they get by this week against Cincinnati, that's a tough one. That's one of their last really tough games they have left on the slate, which, of course, you're going to be shocked to hear they're two-point underdogs at home because they're either underdogs or favored by two. When they are favored, it's always by two and a half every single week. Right, yeah, I don't think they've been favored by three or more this entire but season. But generally, they're going to be underdogs always. Just about always. Um, but anyway, that's a good team. So I, I think defensively it's a top eight unit, maybe top five unit, five in that five to eight range for me in the NFL. I have to sit down and actually I don't go all by DVOA and what pro football focus says and everything. I right. kind of use more of my eyes. I'll, I'll look at that stuff. But to me, I'd, I'd have to write it down. But I bet they're in the five to eight range for my non-expert but fairly well-informed uh, defensive rankings. Uh, second thing, Buffalo's defense. Speaking of defense, while we thought they were in that five to eight range, maybe even higher, especially after the first few weeks of the year. I mean, dominating the Rams opening night yeah, left week a good one taste. Insane. Yeah, and then like I mean, they did well against the Chiefs. There were some mm-hmm. other games where they just looked dominant, right? Yeah. But I mean, I'll admit they've got a couple of injuries out there. You know, hopefully they'll be getting Tre'Davious White for their, you know, you know, then the safety's out. That's a big injury. But I mean. At this moment, this is at best a league average unit. At this moment right now. I think this defense probably gets a little bit better um, by the end of the year. I think they're probably not as good as they were early, not as bad as they are now. They'll end up probably around the 8 to 10 range for how good their defense is. But mm-hmm. I don't think this defense is that much better than the Chiefs. I mean, right now the Chiefs are better. At this at this moment, the Chiefs have a better defense. I think when it's all said and done, I'd still probably take the Bills if both units are healthy. Not by a ton, but... Um, it's not as yeah. big of a gap as we thought, certainly, right? right yeah. Before the year, we looked at the two teams and we thought the offenses were washes, and we but we gave Buffalo the big edge on defense mm-hmm. is what we thought. So I don't know that that's the case. You know, I, I think you could argue the Chiefs have the better offense, and, and it's equal on defense. Which, if you have the home field advantage, which the Chiefs are trying to get that one seed, that could be all the difference. So these next games are massive for them. And then the third takeaway. Um, was it some of the fraud teams we keep talking about came back down to earth? Minnesota, we've been talking about them. We both picked them in the NFC North. We remind you that every week. We know <laughs> that we like being right. We, we you know, we knew they were going to win the NFC North, but we also knew they weren't a one-loss team and that they were very fortunate they had to have two more losses. You know, they actually have given up more points than they've scored now in the year. Really, I didn't this know game put them over that. Like they're they're so oh, that lucky because they just got blown up by so much. They have so and many they barely win. wins. Yeah. And it, it's just and they, they, they they've had a pretty easy schedule. So forty to three. Really? At home? How do you lose 40-3 to in the NFL to Dallas? I mean, that's pathetic. That's like stuff we saw the, I don't even know, the New York Jets a couple of years ago were that bad. Yeah. Like, that's bad. Um, the Giants, we thought they were, we, we kind of knew the Giants were fraudulent-ish. We thought they were good, but not 7-2 and two good. 
And they got blown out at home 31 to 18 in Detroit. How does Saquon Barkley get 20 yards? Was it 17 carries for 20 yards? How does against the Lions? Oh, I know, yeah. How does the that happen? Defense, supposedly. How does that happen? And then the Eagles, another <laughs> team we keep calling it. And when we say fraud, we're not, we're not saying these teams are bad. We're just saying these teams aren't as good as their records, right? right? Yeah. And the Eagles, after barely beating the Texans and being down at half into the third quarter a few weeks back, and then, you know, barely winning another game and then losing another game, they barely beat. You know, it's been a whole bunch of weak teams here. They barely beat the Colts and Jeff Wednesday, the head coach there. Um, I'm going to change it every week, <laughs> Saturday to Sunday to Wednesday. Christmas Day. Yeah, they're lucky, though, that they won that game. So I, I think there were definitely some of those um, fraudulent teams getting exposed. Hey, real quick, we don't have this on what we were planning on doing this week. But I do want to throw in, I can't help it, just a couple of Sunday games. before we, We're going to do like a quick like a quick right now. I want to ask you two or three games that okay. kind of stand out to me on the Sunday slate. And then we're going to spend a little bit more time with the Thursday slate because that's what we're like. Remember, it's Tuesday. We're recording this on Tuesday, November 22nd. It's too damn early in the week to really make predictions for anything on Sunday because the lines move. But more than that, there's injuries. There's a lot of guys injured. A lot of question marks right now. You know, we don't get weather till later in the week. So there's a lot of things that make Tuesday very difficult. So I, I don't want you to, like, give too good of an analysis. Just kind of your thoughts yeah, on these games. Okay. Um, looking at a few of these games that intrigue me, what do you think about Cincinnati at Tennessee? Just your early thoughts. Cincinnati minus two at Tennessee on Sunday. Uh, once again, Tennessee underdog. Shocker. Yeah, no, I mean, this one I feel like is a little bit more appropriate than the last few lines the Titans have had. But... I mean, at home, I still kind of like him. I mean, I don't know. In that no, game. Still no chase, right? He might be back. I mean, he's starting but to practice. He's this practice is the limited. Thing. Yeah, but, uh, I'd say one more week, probably. I think probably, he'll be out this week. Yeah. Um, that's going to be a good game, though, man. I'm I think so, too. Kind of surprised that's not. I mean, I guess it's not like that marquee, but I look at like the Sunday night game is the Green yeah. Bay at Philly. I'd much, I'd much rather see the Titans and Bengals playing Sunday night than that game. Yeah. Looks like Publix on the Bengals side right now. So, yeah, might, it's might go to three. Um, okay, that's one game I wanted to ask you about. What do you think about Tampa Bay by uh, three or three and a half, depending where you're at, um, at Cleveland? Because uh, Tampa's coming off the bye. Right, and Cleveland's been, uh, they, uh... Cleveland did, Cleveland did, by the way, play closer than it should have been against Buffalo. Like, they, they had a couple just giveaway turnovers. So this one looks like it's about to come back down to three, and I would probably take the Bucks at minus three. I think so, too. At three and a half, I don't like it very much. But, uh, I mean, yeah, the Bucks are playing a little bit better. You know, Tom Brady, the narrative, he hasn't lost a game since he got divorced. Yep. We'll see if he keeps – I don't necessarily think that's the case, but he is on a little bit of a hot streak right now yep. as far as the season goes, and I think that continues. The Browns aren't great. Um I don't know. The defense hasn't been playing like they need to. Uh, they just have a little bit of a pass rush there with yeah, Clowney so, and stuff. But so three and, and a Garrett. half, I don't know, but it's probably going back to three get there. Okay, three other games I wanted to ask you about real quick. What do you think about this uh, Chargers by four and a half at the Cardinals? Hmm. I mean, is it still it was Cardinals four and a half earlier at least? Rough right now. Where's that? Yeah, and we don't know about. Yeah. So it's it's four right now. So we assume Keenan. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. We assume Keenan. I like that more because four is one of those numbers I could land on. Is right, we right. assume Keenan is probably going to keep playing because he mm-hmm. played. I think Williams is. I don't. I don't think you can count on Williams playing at this point. Like, but I mean, they're going to have Keenan. They're going to have Palmer. I don't know about um, Everett if he's back or not. It's early in the week again, but. We don't know if Kyler's back. So there's a lot of what ifs, but let's just pretend for let's pretend Kyler's a starting quarterback mm-hmm. and Allen's in, but Williams is out. Do you I'm, have a lean on the minus four? 
Uh, I guess I'll take the Chargers. I, I think so, know. too. I don't love it, but, I mean, McCol- Colt McCoy hasn't been playing terrible. He, yeah. he's, he's been an okay stand-in. I don't think that, you know, Kyler's been all difference. that this year either. So, yeah, I don't think that makes that much of a difference. Um, as long as Keenan or Mike Williams is healthy, I think that'll be good. Josh Palmer obviously stepping up. He had yeah. well over 100 yards against us. And so. Carter's been decent, too. Yeah, that's true, that's true too. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I'll take the Chargers. Okay. And then two more. Uh, what were the other two I was going to ask you? Um, the New Orleans Saints, this nine and a half at San Francisco. Um, you know, I, I think this is a great teaser game. I think San Francisco wins the game, but do they win right. by nine and a half at home against the Saints? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say they do. They're rolling right now. They had a big win this week, just destroyed the Cardinals, which I think are a little bit worse than the Saints. But yeah, I'm gonna say they do it. Okay, I could see that. I. I, I feel very confident they'll win the game. I'm very yeah, confident right. if you have that game uh, under like three. Like you were saying just before we got on uh, a microphone, uh, great game for or sorry, great week for teasers. There's a lot of big mm-hmm. lines that you can tease down. Whole bunch of them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and remember, we're going to have a lock of the week video if you follow us on TikTok. We will have a Sunday one either on Friday or Saturday too. Yep. We're going to give you this Thursday's lock here in about ten minutes. Coming here. to you from Davo's home. For the yeah, first time. it will be. I might even have my cat in my lap. Might be my first ever video with one of the cats, man. Since I'm at home. Yeah, last one, I, I got to ask you about the local team here. Sure. The Rams at the Chiefs. We have no idea who the hell's playing quarterback. John Wolford's probably not available for the Rams. Stafford's in concussion protocol. There's talk they're going to sign somebody literally off the street to start the game or be the, the right. backup. I mean, they're start of running Wildcat the whole game and pulling one of those Kendall Hintons a couple years ago with the Broncos where he threw like three passes. They didn't have a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's not like they have a great running game. They have Cam Akers, Henderson, and what's the other dude's name again? I forget his name now. The other uh, – Rivers? Oh, uh, yeah, Rivers. Rivers. Um, but, I mean – like the Chiefs are favored by what fourteen and a half. Like, let's just go under yep. the premise. Let's do two two. Let's do two premises here. Okay. First premise is they pull somebody off the street or just run like run in every single play the whole game, and it goes to let's say sixteen. Would you take the Chiefs by sixteen in that scenario? Remember that Hilaire's probably out. Yeah. Tony's uh, probably out, and then the Chiefs have a couple guys on defense, key guys that you uh, know Thornhill and um, uh, Sneed. Uh, sixteen and a half is just a big line. It's hard to take. I don't know. I guess I would take the Rams, but they're a struggling team already that has no quarterback now, like literally no quarterback. Uh, Cooper Cup is out. Their run game is non-existent. It's hard it's hard to pick them in any capacity, but I guess it's 16 See, I think and the a half. Chiefs, I think the Chiefs, if that's the case, I think the Chiefs beat them by like 30. Yeah, that's a good point. If they don't have a quarterback, I'm saying. Another game that's fun to tease. I mean, the Chiefs yeah. not winning by a touchdown is kind of crazy. Uh, and FanDuel, if you want to get crazy, this could be the week for that 14-point teaser where you put in yeah, four or five teams at even money or whatever it ends up being. Get that down to basically a picket. What, now, what about if Matthew Stafford plays and it goes to minus, let's say, 13 and a half? Then what do you think? I don't know. Under 14, I almost like the Chiefs better no matter who's playing. Like, Matt Stafford isn't playing great I right kind of feel like, too. I don't think he's – I don't even know if it's that big of it. I mean, over a guy off the street probably, yes, but he's not doing much either. So, I don't know. Maybe, so, maybe what I'm saying is Chiefs in both cases. Jeez. And if they pull somebody off the street, they're not going to know the damn playbook. Yeah. I mean, if they sign them on – what did it say, Tuesday? If they sign them Wednesday, like tomorrow, like they're going to have – And they're coming yeah. to Arrowhead? It's not like you can – do like a receiver or running back, either like run that way, yeah, run this way. Well, route. and how you get audible and stuff, exactly, and, and yeah. the noise at Arrowhead. I mean, yeah. I, I think the Rams could get absolutely like not 40 to three because I don't think anybody's apathetic like the Vikings last week. That was so bad, but I could see this being like 38 41 to 10, 38 to three. 
Like I, I thirty-one to seven. I mean, I think this could be an absolute blowout. Should take Chiefs alternate lineup to like. 21 and a half. May as well. It's something to think about. But yeah, yeah, those are a few of the games that were, um, that kind of stood out to me as as games I wasn't sure about that I wanted to ask you about. So, okay, let's get to the three game Thanksgiving slate. We will then also do a quick Sportsbook 101 and we'll give you a lock of the week and wish you a happy holiday. So, let's start off here the three game slate. All right, let's do it. Go ahead. The first one is the Lions, always playing on Thanksgiving, of course, uh, plus nine and a half at home against the Bills, who uh, just went back home and then are making a quick u-turn back to detroit mm-hmm. I, I did same hotel too they're gonna stay at i don't 54 and a half is over under by the this way. game open at seven and a half mm-hmm. and it's it's teetering going back to 10 too by the way like yeah, it's looking like it will if let's just let's just assume this is going to be 10 point spread yep. most likely when you hear this it's at 10 or you can wait it out and probably get it at 10 I don't see how the hell you can take Buffalo minus 10 and, and i i'm a guy who's had them on teasers about three times this year and i think they're you know, I think they're right up there with the Chiefs, and if the Chargers are healthy, we saw what they can do offensively. You know, and the Dolphins. You know, it's funny how all the best offenses, and I guess the Niners might be up there now with all the weapons they have. But those are kind of your five that stick out to me as the most dangerous, with Dallas close behind, Philly. You know, some of those teams. But mm-hmm. the point being, I don't. I, you know, a minus ten for Buffalo is with that offense certainly always a possibility. And Detroit's defense is not good, right? Right. I mean, we know this is a bottom five unit, if not lower. Um, they did, I think they won by exactly 10 against the Browns last week, right? Yes. And I, yeah, that was about right. They gave up a late touchdown, yeah. but then there was also the Browns gave them two turnovers when they were past midfield. I watched mm-hmm. that game the entire game as I do all the games in the NFL. Um, Buffalo's still not right. On defense, they're not right. Josh Allen's not right. The Buffalo is going to win this game, but I, I, I have a hard time taking them minus 10, Kellyan. Um, I think I'll take the Lions here at plus 10. I, I just don't see how you expect me to take a, a team whose quarterback against the Browns could only throw one touchdown, who the two weeks before that threw four combined red zone interceptions, who couldn't take a snap to run out the clock, whose defense gave up 200 yards rushing three weeks in a row, and then Nick Chubb went crazy on him. He's great, but mm-hmm. went crazy on him last week before the run got phased out. They would have gone over 200 if they weren't tracing points there and having to throw. I just don't see – I mean – this Detroit offense is just good enough. We know Jared Goff's a lot better at home. Um, you know, they're getting a little healthier. They got DJ Shark back along with with Brown. So they've got a St. Brown, the Sun God. They've got a couple of really good receivers. I mean, Jamal, you know, Jamal Williams is leading the NFL in touchdowns. Oh, no, that's crazy. He was the best fantasy pickup I could have made. Yep. And you got him and Swift's healthy. I mean, I just think this offense, I, I think they're going to try to run the football. I think they'll be mildly to moderately successful. Mm-hmm. I think that Goff can hit just enough big plays. I, I think Buffalo wins this game by about six to nine points, to be completely honest with you. Four points, maybe. I think Buffalo, if you want to take them on a teaser, if you want to get them down to three or less, I like it. Maybe even four. But I wouldn't take Buffalo anything above four. I think you're the opposite, though. You like the Bills, don't you? Uh, I don't know. I kind of do. It, Ten is a lot. So the thing... Here that I do like about the Lions more is that their defense has been doing well lately, and there has been some struggles. Well, for the Bills. Ish, but yeah, well, if, if, you know, the, <laughs> they did just beat the Giants. I mean, that's something. Yeah, but uh, I mean, yeah, for Jamal Williams to put up as many touchdowns as he does, that's something. But uh, yeah, I do think that they probably keep it within the ten. So I, I'm going to go with the Lions on on the points. But yeah, Bills. I think there's I don't a one. See there's any chance the Bills lose this game? Yeah, I, I I was gonna say I think it's like one in four the Lions could win this game outright. Like I think it's possible. I think this is a, well. Here's how I look at it: the week that I had Buffalo, where they screwed the lock of the week and screwed me. Yeah. 
Um, one of our two losses in the lock of the week this year, we have on the money line against the Jets when they were playing at the Jets as a land 12. Yeah. And the Jets were all banged up. I actually am more confident about the Lions having a chance to win this game than I was the Jets that week. I mean, that's obvious. I put a lot of money in the Bills really? that week. But hmm. I think the Lions have a much better. And the Jets actually won that game. Yeah. I'm just saying going into the game, I'm more com- much more confident the Lions can win this game than I was the Jets when the Jets actually beat them. I just don't think Josh Allen's right, man. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, it's like, I don't know. They're not making plays for him. I mean, Gabe Davis is dropping balls. I mean, I don't know. So the Lions then, suck, so then would it be better, you think, to tease the Lions up? No. Well, yeah, maybe. So I could see that. If you think they're going to cover it and there's a 1-4 in four chance they could win. I guess you're probably right about that. Actually, you know what, Kevin? Sharpshooter, you're probably right about that. That probably is the better play of the two. I think the best play is just take the points and take the plus 10 if you're going to bet this game. But, yeah. And I'm sure there's some good props in this game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, next one. Uh, the Cowboys always playing on Thanksgiving. Oops. Your, ma- your mouth's broken over there? Yeah. Uh, versus, <laughs> uh, versus the Giants. Uh, Cowboys are minus 9.5 at home, over under 45.5. So this is a game where I'm taking the I'm taking the minus 9.5 here. Get, go ahead and give me Dallas in this game. Mm-hmm. I think I think we're seeing the start of the Giants coming back down to earth. It started in Seattle a couple of weeks ago when we were on the big on the Seahawks. Um, it happened again um, this week, although we didn't expect it to happen. We liked the Giants last week minus three, but uh, this Dallas defense is no joke. They're very, they're very Jekyll and Hyde. Like some weeks they do look like a top three defense in the NFL, and some weeks they look like the Buffalo Bills look last week, where they're like the 15th or 20th defense in the NFL. It kind of just depends on the week. But they're playing at home on Thanksgiving. It's a quick turnaround for both teams. But I always favor the home team um, and these matchups and the more confident team mm-hmm. and the better team. The Cowboys are without a doubt better than the Giants. I think this Giants defense or this Cowboys defense makes it very difficult. I think they're able to contain. Um, I think Micah Parsons helps out a lot able to kind of contain Daniel Jones, keep him in the pocket, keep him from going crazy. He's turned into Michael Vick, apparently. Yeah. But keep him in the pocket so he's not doing that. I think they're able to – I mean, you can run against Dallas. I think Barkley will get his. I think, you know, surely he's not getting 20 yards for back-to-back. I think he probably pushes 80 yards, 70 yards. But it's not going to be enough on the other side of the ball. I think Dallas scores at will. We're seeing one of the greatest – kind of out-of-nowhere fantasy seasons. Everyone knew Tony Pollard was good, but we didn't think he was going to get the volume or that there'd be enough volume for both backs, but there is because yeah. they give Zeke the goal line. He got two TDs last week. They give Zeke the volume around the goal line, so he's still playable. And Pollard gets you know two-thirds of the work between the 20s, and they're using him in the passing game finally. Right. I mean, Pollard, with his explosiveness, is like it's like kind of like him and Kenneth Walker, kind of like the league winners at running back that nobody mm-hmm. really thought were going to be league winners. Surely nobody on Walker. Maybe a few yeah. thought that on Pollard. Right. But I just don't see how the Giants are able to stop this Dallas offense. I think CeeDee Lamb gets right this week. He didn't have to do anything last week. It's not that he was wrong last week. They just The game script took him out. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're going to beat him at 30, so I think you'll see CeeDee Lamb get some work. So I'm very confident here um, in the Dallas minus 9.5. You? Yeah, I like him here quite a bit. Um, better on teaser, obviously. But <clears throat> yeah, I think that you kind of hit on it. The, the difference maker, really, I mean, even though uh, Zeke is back and he's playing pretty well, what what's really been when they've played well and beat these teams like they have uh, has been Tony Pollard and he's yeah. he's been like a top three running back every week that he's been like in charge of the, the majority of character yeah carries so yeah uh, yeah I think he's gonna keep rolling the Giants uh, struggled last week against the run and in, in general and I think that's gonna continue yeah I think I think we're I think we're well, we're both on the same page so far with the yeah. with the you're less sure about the Lions than I am but yeah. it, I'll admit it is not sexy. Clicking the plus ten and putting real money on the Lions. Right. Not, <laughs> like, yeah. that, that was like the week that I took the Bears w- minus three. If it stays nine and a half, <laughs> would you still take it? Uh, on for the Lions. 
yeah. Yeah, I'll still take it either way, but I'm, I'm fairly confident it will go to 10. No, it's looking like it will. And I also don't hate, like, you know, a same game parlay on it. With We should also mention FanDuel Sportsbook same game parlay thing, where if you put 200 bucks worth of same game parlays in the NFL between now and next Monday, 100 bucks free bets in that scenario. There's all the info on there, but the more you bet on same game parlays, you get free bets win or lose back. So that's a nice way. All right, let's get to the next one. All right, and then we got the last game. Uh, the Vikings, minus two and a half at home, coming off that awful loss against the New England Patriots, uh, over under 42 and a half. So what do we think about Kirk Cousins in primetime? Is that a thing? Is it, is it as bad as Andy Dalton in primetime? Are they one and the same? Or is he due in primetime because it's Thanksgiving? I don't know. I mean, it, see, we were talking about this game earlier, and like, I, I think we both kind of like the Vikings, but... Um, the Kirk thing is a little bit concerning. He really has shown a terrible, terrible track record playing under the lights. And so, uh, something to think about. I don't know. He's he's probably due. All right. I'm with you on that. This is my favorite bet of the day. I, mm-hmm. I really like the Vikings at two and a half. Mm-hmm. Like, to, to beat this team by a field goal, I know this Patriot team is better than we all thought it was going to be. Bill Belichick always gets the most out of his players. He's able to scheme out one part of your offense every single week, unless you're the Jets and he just takes out the entire offense and your quarterback doesn't take any of the blame after the game. Three for two inches in the freaking second half per play. I think I think Kirk Cousins can definitely throw for a lot more than two inches. Speaking of bounce-back games, we mentioned CD earlier. Absolutely nothing from Justin Jefferson right. last week. Um I don't see how uh, Belichick can try to scheme one thing out. Let's just pretend he does scheme out Jefferson, okay? Pretend he does that, okay? Fine. He'll just dump it off to Hawkinson. Fine. He'll just hit Adam Thielen. Fine. They'll run the ball with Dalvin Cook or use Dalvin Cook in the scream game. They'll mix in a little K.J. Osborne, who's a better player than people give him credit for. I just think this Vikings offense has too much. Um, I do think, overall, this is a fraudulent team. Um, I think this team will not go very far in the playoffs. Um but I just I don't I don't know that New England with Mac Jones can go in there and, and keep up as weird as that is to say with Kirk Cousins. I never thought I would say those words in prime time on Kirk Cousins. I just think while this Patriots defense is better than we thought it was, and you know I guess we shouldn't be surprised because Belichick's the coach and he's right. the goat of current coaches with Andy Reid coming in second. Um, yeah, I, I think I just like the Vikings here. I think the Vikings defense kind of sucks. They can get just enough of a pass rush. They're, they suck at the back end. Uh, they're not horrible. Up front, I think they can get just enough pressure. I think they can slow down Stevenson enough. I just don't know that the the, the, the the Patriots on a short week can go into a hostile crowd on a team looking for a bounce-back dub here. I think the Patriots, both teams are probably actually also, if we're honest with each other, playing over their heads a little bit record-wise. I don't know that the Patriots are this good either um, with the personnel that they throw out there on offense every week. What are your thoughts on this one? No, I agree, too. And I mean, if you think about it, the Patriots didn't score – at all last week they had not really i mean the win they, was some of it but no yeah but i mean they they scored no touchdowns the only thing was there was that last play or second to last play or whatever where they returned with the illegal punt. block in the back yeah yeah but they returned a punt so the offense was responsible for i mean three points if you count the field goal but that's it yeah so i mean they're not looking great the jets aren't an amazing defense i mean they have, well, some, they they have some really good pass catchers or sorry yeah pass uh, rushers pass yeah rushers up front. and yeah. yeah so they're, uh, they're pretty i mean good. they're top 10 they're pretty for sure good, but yeah yeah um but no i just I just, yeah, I think the Vikings will get right here. I think your point is right, though. The Jets' defense should not stop. They're, they're not good enough yeah. where they should hold you to three points. Right, like, yeah. I don't and, care about the weather. But another thing to think about is the Vikings are at home, which means that they uh, Kirk isn't motivated by getting all the necklaces on the plane home. Oh, that's right. Uh-oh. There's no, there's no plane home. <laughs> Maybe there's some Coles cash for them, though, after the go. game. If You know, at home. Maybe get they get some new uh, short sleeve button-ups to wear. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think the Vikings are the uh, the play, and uh, so you pretty much probably know what I might do for my. Well, maybe you don't though. Maybe I'm going to throw in a teaser or a parlay. The lock of the week coming up here in, in about well four minutes. Real quick though, Killian, I want to give a quick sports book 101 lesson before our lock of the week here. Something that you and I were talking about, um, I was driving over to Kansas on Saturday, and I hit you up, and I'm like, hey, bro, have you been doing this? And you're like, yeah, I've thought about that. I haven't done it too much. But I really like combining what I'm talking about is when you do these money line parlays in the NFL, There's if you choose the right teams, if you really can kind of sense the who, the fraud teams versus the good teams, if you can kind of sense where the upsets are going to happen, and you can't always do that. Like, you know, like you're not always right. I was wrong on the freaking Bills two weeks ago, putting on three money lines and three different bets with the freaking Jets, and they lost the game outright and screwed up my entire weekend. That's why I normally don't do that, but there's no absolute rules to me in sports betting. There's just things you try to do and try to avoid. But my point is, if you find the right favorites, a lot of times it ends up being like, you know, minus one. 70 or 160 or something if you're putting in two or three NFL money lines that you think you're not sure they're going to cover the spread but you're pretty damn sure they're going to win. Yeah. Vikings do, are, Vi- oh, sorry. So I say Vikings are minus 148 right now for example. Yeah. On, on I mean line. yeah, I would probably well I'd probably in this in this week's scenario I would do the I would do the uh I would do the Bills and I would do the Cowboys. <laughs> and then that what does that make it like probably minus mm, two something? What is that? Do you have it? Minus 198. Yeah, so minus 198. What I was going to say, the lesson is, I've been, I told you about this, is what I've been doing is combining college basketball or college football bets into that money line parlay of, and I'm talking like absolute locks. When you find somebody that's favored by 27 and a half points in college basketball, or in college football, somebody that's favored by 26 and a half playing at home, or even sometimes I throw in some live bets. If there's a game and the horse is halfway home and you know the result's going to happen, you know, don't be afraid to take a minus 8,000. Like, I'm just saying, you put three or four of these in, then all of a sudden your minus 190 or minus 160 becomes minus 140 or minus 110. It's a way to get back um, a, a pretty damn safe. If you, if you do this, you know, let's put it this way. You might lose one of the NFL bets, maybe one of those trips up, but I'm saying if you combine these other huge favorites, three a week, let's say, I bet you did that the entire year, you'd lose once off of that. I bet one of the college teams would trip up once. So it's a way that if you do it week after week, it's only going to burn you probably one time during the year. If you're taking like 25 plus point college basketball favorites on the money line, or maybe even 21, depending on the Jimmy and Joe and, and the home court and stuff like that. So it's just a way to get you more money back um, when you do um, want to put in some money line parlays. Do you have anything to add to that? Just don't be afraid to go to other sports and find other money lines that are sure things and, and combine them for better odds. No, I'd just say that I mean, the kind of the point is that <clears throat> all these games in the pros, no matter how one sided they are, they're all still professional teams that have a chance to beat each other. And there's more of a disparity in college. So you can get those more one sided games where it is more of like a sure thing that one team will win. Yeah, especially with home court. You know, always double check that a game is not, especially this time of year, not being played on a cruise ship or on a, you know, the sand. Battleship. Yeah, or on Alaska or yeah. Hawaii. There are a lot of college basketball tournaments this time of year. So just make sure it's actually in someone's home gym. But yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's wrap this up here on our lock of the week. Uh, I love how we ended up being about. We're going to being around a forty minute show today. We're all we're all like, nice. yeah, it'll be. I like our week. We're like, yeah, we'll do a twenty minute one. Then it became thirty, and now we're up to forty. So, lock of the week. Are you ready for this, Killian? For our Thanksgiving edition. I'm ready. Here we go. Let's make you some money on FanDuel with Dave O's lock of the week. Hey, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Got a Thanksgiving Day lock of the week coming up for you in 20 seconds. We hit it again last week. 
daddy is still hot. 37 wins, 19 losses, and the lock of the week right here in the KC Price Box. After we told you San Francisco and Buffalo, six-point teaser, wasn't even close, won it again, 37-19. and 19. And now we turn the page to Thanksgiving Day. And let me tell you, I love my girlfriend so much. You want to know how much I love my girlfriend? Well, if I ever knock her up, I hope we have not one but two kids. Twins! As in the Twin Cities, baby! That's where we're going this Thursday night. Kirk Cousins in primetime. Makes me a little bit nervous, but not this week against the Patriots. Good luck, Belichick. Shut down one weapon. Shut down Jefferson. Fine. Hawkinson, Cook, they'll go nuts. Vice versa. Too many weapons. Vikings get it done. Minus two and a half. Pound the Vikings. Your Thanksgiving lock of the week. And keep it here. We'll have another Sunday NFL Week 12 lock of the week coming up later on this week. The KC Press Box. Me, Davo, and Killian White. Smash it. Subscribe. And find us wherever you listen to your podcast. And let's go! What do you think about I, that, Clay, and bringing I, my love into it? I honestly had no idea which direction you were going with that, and I knew the bet. So, to- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there you go, man. We love her so much, we want twins. But just don't tell her that. She might run for the hills if she hears that. You know, She's not a listener, man. She listens some weeks, actually. Well. She does listen. She <laughs> loves hearing you talk about how right? daddy's hot. Yeah, okay. Just yeah. the first couple minutes, then. She agrees, by yeah. the way, about daddy being yeah. gone. Uh-huh. So. Anyway, thanks so much um, for listening here. It is an important holiday. Uh, not to get sappy, but um, we hope you uh, are able to spend some time with your family or loved ones. And, uh, you know, remember Thanksgiving's past. Remember people that aren't with us anymore. They're in your heart. And uh, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Hope you get a good meal. Hope you're able to watch some football and just have a nice family day. You know, actually, for the last, I don't know, eight or ten Thanksgivings, I basically do a family dinner early in the day and then watch two and a half football games. That's like my whole day. This year, I'm going to do a little bit more well-rounded. I've got the DVR set for all three. I will watch all three. Probably watch a little bit of the early game, most of the middle game, and then the back half of the late game. I'm going to be uh, spending time with my girlfriend and her family uh, and my mom uh, in the early part of the day, and then probably watch football in the middle, and then late at night um, go into a movie, actually. So I'll be back for like the second half of the of the late game there at Kirk Cousins. So what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Uh, I'll just be at uh, my aunt and uncle's house. They usually have football on all day, so a good mix of eating and playing games and then watching the game. So they'll, they'll be on. They'll Very be nice. Yeah. Very nice. Well, we will be back again um, for week 13 next Thursday after this is all over. And again, um, if you want the Sunday, we will have another lock of the week. If you want the Sunday one, we'll be publishing that sometime on Saturday. Be checking our TikTok channel, which is just the Casey Press Box, right? Yep, just at Casey Press Box on TikTok. Uh, reach out if you have questions. You know, we answer in the comments. There you go. Uh, go ahead and take us home. All right, we are out. Powered by FanDuel, it's the KC Press Box with Davo and Killian White.